Welcome to The Big Deal with Glenn Ferris, Episode 5. I'm Glenn Ferris, and on today's podcast, I chat with one of my favorite Dentonians, Joey Hawkins of Jupiter House. Before that, got to do a little housekeeping, tell you about how you can find me on the internet. Of course, I've got a website, glennferriscommercial.com. I'm on Twitter, at Glenn Ferris. I'm on Facebook, Glenn Ferris, Ferris Commercial. And I post all the pictures on Instagram, also at Glenn Ferris. And send me your questions, comments, Twitter takedowns, reviews. Don't forget to like and subscribe. So Joey Hawkins, one of my favorite people, is the proprietor of the Denton Institution Jupiter House. And of course, the day after Christmas, 2017, I'm in Beaumont with my family and I'm scrolling through the social media that morning. I don't remember specifically what I saw, but there was a, I think there was a, it might've been on Twitter. There was a video of, it, it looked like the whole square was on fire. Of course, I live downtown. I live uh, on Oak Street, so a little concerned. Uh, a couple of minutes go by, and I realized that it was the uh, west side of the square. It was where, well, Mini Mall was engulfed in flames at that time. And, you know, just kind of going through my head of what is happening. And it, it has, it's not uncommon for the entire square to burn down in our history. And, uh, so there was a lot of concern about just all my friends down there and all the businesses that I have relationships with. And it was a horrible, horrible, horrible feeling that day. And just seeing how it all played out and I, uh, you know, being away made it even worse that I couldn't be there for people and couldn't, couldn't be there for the community that I loved and was a part of. And, but once we finally got back, got to, circle up with uh joey and amy and kind of hug on them and and man you know just that thought of it's gonna be a it's gonna be a year before this ever is back to normal if it ever gets back to normal at all and just the loss of all the square footage of retail down there was couldn't be overstated at that time and i you know there was a big effort there were gofundmes there was all that but that you know, I don't think there's any amount of money that could have prepared anyone for the struggle that Joey and Amy went through to get this thing open. And when it did get back open, there was a little private reception. They uh, let some of my friends show up and, and kind of hold for them before they were opened. And, and this place means a lot to me. This place means a lot to my family. This is where I met Alyssa, my wife, I met her. She was a barista behind the counter at Jupiter House. That's where we got to know each other. I mean, I, I consider these folks kind of part of the family, part of the neighborhood, part of the community in such a major way. So when we were at that reception, I mean, we, there were tears. Uh, we were, we, it was a very emotional moment to to sit there and see what they had done with the space and what they had accomplished with their reopening it's incredible. If you haven't been in there, go in there and get a cinnamon roll. Those things are amazing. But anyways, this is a pretty intense episode. It is awesome. There's a lot of love in this one. And uh, I I think we get a little, uh, we get a little weepy, get a little weepy. I'm getting a little weepy right now just thinking about it. So 
keep listening, enjoy it, and here it is, me and Joey Hawkins of Jupiter House. Well, right now it's me. Like I just sit and I listen to him, and I'm like, "Man, I'm an idiot." You've well. So what's funny is, I, man, I I don't have them on me, but I had this little uh, recorder, this little handheld device, um. And it has like a card in it, and it's it's a little stereo thing that I've had for years. I love it, and uh, I use it to record like Doug Burr shows or whatever. And I had a bunch of files on this card, and I was like, "Man, what is this stuff?" And I hear you and Jill quoting Monty Python <laughs> for like an hour. Just file after file of you and Jill Jester. And I'm like, what in the heck is this? Do you still have that? Yeah. <clears throat> you got to let it, me hear that sometime. Yeah, and you know what it was? You know what it was? It was the Glenn Carlton video with the horse and the. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I have the, there was like one joke in there that like, I got a couple of concerned phone calls from Jill. That was, she was like. You need to delete that right. immediately. <laughs> right. No, I remember. Yeah, that doesn't exist. And, and I was like, sure, sure I will. But not even, th- I, I was thinking delete the video. And I think that the video did get successfully deleted, but the audio. Which is amazing. Was still on there. Yeah. All right. Joey Hawkins, if that is your real name. You're not related to the the drummer from the Foo Fighters. Taylor. I am not. No, because he's in the area. <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he yeah he'll shop for records over at Mad World every now and then, and I didn't. I've never heard that. Yeah. Um, no. Man. No, we're like Canadian Hawkins. No, oh, okay, you're the Canadian. <laughs> yeah, Canadian brand. We, we really are. Like, I'll get lots of people. They'll say, uh, "You know the West Tes- Texas Hawkins." I'm like, no, I'm no. sure they're awesome, but no, no idea. Yeah. No idea about those guys. So, well, who are like, where did you come from? You didn't, you grew up in Canada, I guess. <laughs> I did not. Wow. That's some news. Where'd, I, where'd you grow up? So like? I was born and raised in Colorado. So I was born in Denver oh, wow. and then I grew up in a suburb, Littleton, Colorado, Littleton. which is, which is now known kind yeah. of more Columbine. Yeah. So school I, shooting stuff. So I went wow. to Chatfield High School. Did and, you know those guys? Well, in Columbine High School is our was our rival high school. So when Columbine oh. had the shootings, they finished out that school year at Chatfield High School. Oh wow! But I graduated in '93, so that did that was that '98, I think it. Yeah. But it was a I think three, four, five years, something like that after I graduated. Wow! Did you know? I mean, did you those guys? The no, they were way younger. But you did. Yeah. Uh, you knew maybe a couple teachers. Oh, and gosh. you knew the campus. And then like, um, there's a Colorado band, Big Head, Todd and the Monsters. They uh-huh. they went to Columbine High School. I did or, not know that. Yeah, or oh, like wow. when I was 16, I was the first employee at a thing called Cinnamonster, and we made cinnamon rolls. 
And that was like right <laughs> down the road from Columbine High School. So anyway, so that's Littleton, Colorado. Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. And it's a suburb really close to the airport. And it kind of like, uh, be- like right below it or... I was uh, I was there this fall, and I just kind of remember, like, on the map, like, being, oh, that's... Or, no, no, no. It's Aurora. Yeah. Colorado is right by the airport. Yeah. I mean, it's still not far. It's I bet another it's... shooting event that Colorado is known for. Yeah. So, why'd you move? <laughs> so... What brought you here? So, my high school job, when I was 16, my best friend, Joey Marchetti, that I've been friends with since the third grade... His, the Joey's. His uncle... um went to the Cherry Creek Mall and saw how well the Cinnabon was doing. Uh-huh. And his name is Rick. And Rick had a landscaping company and was working really hard and always fixing lawnmowers and all that. And he was just really intrigued by all the people just lined up to buy this one product. Yeah. So he went uh, back home and really for the next eight months just started making cinnamon rolls. Yeah. So... I was working at Domino's Pizza or Olive Garden or a number of different kind of jobs like that. And Joey Marchetti called me and said, my uh, uncle's going to open up this place called Cinemonster. You want to work there? And I was like, yes, because my jobs were all stupid. Yeah. So that's how it all started. So I just loved that this guy was an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I would go to work early and stay late. And he would show me how to do the books. And Really? Oh, he How sh- old were you? I was 16. And, so, and I just loved it. I I just couldn't believe, like that, that was a way that people that you could go about living your life, kind of thing. Yeah. Not like it was my parents' fault or anything, but. Um, well, what did your parents do? Were they? So my mom. I'm the oldest of five. Yeah. And my mom would definitely. She would get some uh, part time gigs, like around Christmas <clears throat> or whatever, to help you know, with money for Christmas. But my dad pretty much was always in sales. My dad's a great salesperson. Yeah. Great personality and that sort that. of thing. So yeah. either selling cars or you sell these these lifts like on construction sites and things like that. But uh so I ended up becoming a manager uh at Cinemonster, which is crazy because it's his uncle and I become the manager. And then the second one that's being built is at the Castle Rock outlet mall. Okay. So when you go up to Colorado, you drive up I-25. And so that was the second one. That was a year and a half after this first one. And I still remember I'm in high school and I'm driving there all the time to go work. And I'm like 17 by yeah. that point. And I'm just constantly going home telling my dad how many cinnamon rolls we're selling. And this is crazy at the Southwest Plaza Mall. Yeah. And... Oh, I bet at the mall, I mean, it was game over. And so there was no Cinnabon there. But no, there was, there was not. But yep. was Cinnamonster like an established franchise or that, that was what he created? That he created it. Oh, because you can't like patent a cinnamon roll, I guess. No, you can't. Or that, right. like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you um, just make up your recipe, you can do whatever. So yeah. um, it's not an easy thing to make and get right. No, I, it's yeah. not. And it, I was a baker for like five years, and we did cinnamon rolls, and it, that was the hardest thing we did. Was, sure, was get that right, and we, I mean, ours weren't nearly as good as yours. Well, it's an art, and yeah. that's what's hard is and even, feel, even when yeah. you're training people. That's exactly that feel part uh-huh. is what makes me think of it more as an art than if yeah. I just tell you um, mix these things and they're all going to turn out the same. There really is kind of, and it, I mean, it's so hippie sounding, but. You know, how the dough feels and all the aspects of it 
it it is funny. Like that's what I'm good at. I wanted to be good at like being quarterback or something, but <laughs> but no, it's that. Oh. So, um, I'm about to graduate high school, you know, and I don't really know what I'm going to do. Uh, I had a public access television show in high school. Yeah, I've seen a lot of it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've got that's another thing that I have. Um, some artifacts of Joey. I, like I played tennis. Yeah. Um, I was senior class president. And I was good at the classes that I wanted to be good at, but yeah. I graduated with like a 2.9 oh, yes. because I, did, I didn't yeah. really go to class maybe as much as I should, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But my dad ended up inheriting a little bit of money for my grandpa right around that time. Okay. And I still remember coming home and my dad saying, what would you think if we opened up our own Cinemonster? Yeah. And I, I still couldn't believe it. I didn't know what I was going to be doing if I was just going to kind of go to a community college. And yeah. And the next mall that was being built in the whole country was the Gainesville Factory Outlet Mall. So that Gainesville is just a little bit north of Denton here, right uh-huh. up by 35. So really, a week after I graduated high school. And what year was that? You 93. Okay. So 93, we, I still remember the first road trip. My parents, we drive just me and my parents, and we take the Aerostar and drive to Gainesville. Yeah. And it... This was not going to be good. Colorado back then, I mean, like, I'm wearing Birkenstocks and listening to Widespread Panic and Red Rocks is right there. I mean, my high school graduation was at Red Rocks, and I emceed it. Uh And then you're driving to Gainesville, (laughs) you know, and... I've made a horrible mistake. Yes, and and the main streets are California and Grand, and if you're going to go out and have fun, you go get in your Mustang and you scoop the loop, you drive from Sonic to taco casa and back and and i just didn't i hated country music i like i i don't think that um well why did you pick gainesville no just because the next mall being built kind of was that oh and so so. the castle rock outlet mall was being built uh by a company and they were starting to put these little outlet malls all over the country and this gainesville one was next yeah in my Texas, North Texas here was really nice. I mean, we were able to move to Lake Kiowa. It's very like, it was actually ended up being a great thing. I got to get away from a lot of like that party scene and all those. uh, They're still my good friends, but I think that it was smart for me at the time to kind of get away from all that. We lived right on the water. I mean, I was water skiing every day. Oh, that's cool. I just didn't have really any friends and... You I still don't. And I still, and I still <laughs> just don't. Just kidding. You're <laughs> my only friend. If, and I, that's loosely that was defined. Low. I feel bad about that. It's, o- it's okay. It's okay. This is going to be a long hour. <laughs> yeah. That might be two hours. But so, yeah. So just all that. And so we had the rights to the whole, yeah. uh, I guess you Dallas North area. So we opened one at the Vista Ridge Mall, Grapevine Mills Mall. Um, uh, and then I have an uncle in Chicago it. and he even put one there. Wow. And so I'd fly, and then uh, Cinemonster would still fly me around the country for grand openings. You were like a cinnamon executive. It was. It was cinnamon wall executive. But it was really cool. I mean, I, all I did was just work really hard, and I was just uh-huh. so interested in everything Rick was doing. Yeah. I mean, it was – I could just watch it. Yeah. And he would he would play hard and work really hard. Yeah. Like, there were so many times we'd do grand openings. We'd work, you know, let's say easily a 12-hour day, if not more. Yeah. And then go to the bar and go, you know, have a really long meal, get like four hours sleep and go do it all over again. Yeah. And I just kind of, he would play hard and work hard. 
Yeah. And he, he had a lot of fun. I've always liked to try to create an environment where music's a little bit louder. It seems almost slightly wheels off, but in the back, it's super organized and dialed in. Yeah. But ultimately, I know I'm all, all over the place here. You're trying to throw people a party. Yeah. That's, I mean, if there's like a way to really simplify everything. Yeah. And I just really feel like what I'm trying to do is whenever you come to any of the places that I have, you're trying to go to whatever version of party is that you want to. You're trying to go to an event. Yeah. Not, not just eat all the time. There's lots of places to eat. And I think Rick kind of showed me that at first, maybe. Yeah, but he t- kind of took you under his wing in a pretty major way for a you know, he totally did. And I had grown up with that family. Yeah. I mean, Joey Marchetti really was my best friend, is my best friend. Yeah. But from the third grade. So I, they're all Italians. This is giant Italian family that yeah. I went to every birthday party, every wedding, just any event. So already then I ended up being manager of their shops or whatever. Yeah. And so. So were you like a, like a regional manager or. A- it was, I. I never I mean, got a sash or anything like that, but it was just kind of, yeah. it's just one of the original gangsters, you know, of Senna Monster. Yeah. And so, one of the original monsters. Yeah. So it was Joey Marchetti, Shane Cahill, and myself. And Shane, it was the three of us, and we were all really good friends in high school. We'd all really work hard. Yeah. You know, but it's just funny. We would all be at the same party. Are those and, the guys that did the um, cable access? stuff with you no they they, that was a different that was a different group kind of a different group but we all kind of ran together yeah in high school i it was really cool kind of my group of friends uh definitely kind of was like a lot of college friends that people talk about my brother bobby he was a year below me he ran around with probably 12 friends and then i had about 12 and we would all just hang out all the time and we still yeah talk all the time well you're really tight with your family and yeah. really tight with your friend. I mean, you've got a you've got a big kind of support system. I think is what it seems. It always seems because, like my wife, when well before she was my wife, worked for you. She'd always talk about the Hawkins family when the Hawkins were here. Like, like that was a big sure big deal. They, they were like real uh, present, you know, in a way that you know Denton being a it's a very transient town, right? You don't the families that are here have like you know, built the railroad here or something, uh, you know, it's what it kind of feels like, but you guys were transient, but also like your whole kind of family and everything kind of moved to the area uh, to do what they wanted to do, which was become cinnamon roll Kings. The <laughs> I cinnamon guess. Roll King of Denton. I mean, and it's strange how life works like that. I mean, you move yeah. to Gainesville and then Denton just happens to be close and nothing. Gainesville yeah. is greatly improved from how it used to be for yeah. a lo- so I don't want to throw it under the bus, but it was kind of cool to just have like this Denton being that close. Yeah. And especially like how Fry Street used to be. And then you could go to Deep Ellum and what a cool time yeah. to like kind of that mid nineties time mm-hmm. to be able to go to Fry Street and see the Reverend Horton Heat yeah. or see the grown ups. Mm-hmm. I mean, really the grown ups were like this killer ska band that nobody knows about. And like even in the one of the Mighty Mighty Boston's album covers, kind of starting out, you can open it up and there's pictures of everybody in it, and the lead singer has a Grown Ups T-shirt on, uh-huh. and you can't even find them on Spotify now. And I've tried to like figure out how could I get the Grown Ups. Yeah. I don't even know who's in the 
band anymore and all that. Were they like from Denton or the UNT or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, oh wow. So then, like Tripping Daisy and um, oh yeah, Jesus hits like the atom bomb. Such an awesome record. Yeah, and just so much of that. And Bill, one Bill, the other one. Oh yeah. Well, and, okay, and then that even triggers another, like, Bill's records and tapes. You could go down to Dallas oh, and all yeah. that. Uh-huh. So here I am like, no way, all this exists. Like, it felt like it was yeah. this late 60s, at least to me, you could go down to Denton, hang around the university, Fry Street, Flying Tomato, all that stuff, go to Deep Ellum, so many shows to go to yeah. back then. I mean, yeah. I don't know what are we talking about. So well, so you're in you're in the when do you when do you wrap up Cinema Monster? Like when did that? Well, uh, like let's we're, see. So we're, the, we're in the late '90s. We're in the early aughts. Yeah, and let me see. I bought into part of it, so I wasn't an actual owner. My dad was, and then I so I bought a house in Gainesville. Amy and I bought a house in Gainesville. Yeah, uh, we fixed. Oh, when we did fixed. you When did you and Amy meet? We met. <laughs> right away uh so park hills jewelry uh the back door of it was right by the back door of uh cinnamonster okay and so i really just met met her in high school like i went to her junior and senior prom okay so i'm a couple years older than her and there's still just the goofiest pictures of us like going to prom <laughs> high school sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh oh yeah it's, it's cool so let me see we dated for five years i yeah. mean on and off and on and off and yeah. on and off. Yeah, right. But uh, she, Amy's a very hard worker, and she did a lot of the Cinemonster stuff with myself, too. And then um, there was even a Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory that was right next to us, and the family ended up yeah. buying that. Well, and then there was a jewelry store, Park Hills, and that's the one that I was telling you about uh, that Amy worked at, and we ended up buying that. Okay. So we got into some of that stuff a little late. The mall, that whole outlet mall kind of thing was starting to not be as cool or as yeah. popular yeah those kind of went away didn't they yeah i mean there are a couple around but i mean there yeah are a couple that clearly died you sure know? and yeah. gainesville definitely is that, one of that them one died. So, hmm. but i'm trying to figure out the x i don't know they sold to you and they like, i don't yeah, know let's get out of like this. <laughs> like 2003 i would guess something like that oh, okay so, yeah and then the grapevine mills mall i know that opened up in 98 Really? Yeah. And oh, I mean, wow. right away, that was a killer yeah. one. Then uh, Amy and I had a belt kiosk yeah. outside of the um, Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, I was about to say Old Rainforest Navy. Cafe. Yeah, yeah, so you'd go in that that yeah. uh, entrance there and hang a right. And there was uh, an incense one, a yo-yo one, and then our belt kiosk. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, how boring Did that was. Did you work at the... you? Yeah, Amy and I, I would work one day a week. Yeah. And Amy would work two days a week. And then on the side, we'd try to fit, like fix up our house and then sell it. We flipped houses kind of right. on the yeah. side, too. Yeah. Belts. I know. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, I would do that again. I mean, it's just, it sucked being in that mall. Yeah, at the I mean, kiosk, too. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just telling people where the restrooms are all the time. and Yeah. But it actually was kind of, it was a profitable little thing yeah it really was man that's crazy it is well let me well, i'm just curious what, what was your rent for a kiosk in the middle of that, do you remember or like, i don't how, remember like but how this, did that work but the fourth quarter rent would quadruple so it really was nuts oh wow um there was so much foot traffic there yeah like amy and i really did make a, a good living doing that it's like just foot traffic too not like 
car traffic. No, people are walking by, going, tons, "Damn, my belt sucks." Yeah, I'm a, I'm yeah. a 34. <laughs> no, you are not, sir. <laughs> but that's you, fine. <laughs> how did you like? What was your like, uh, uh, like, like hook line? Someone walking by with a crappy belt. What did? What, how'd you? How'd you get him over to your kiosk? Well. I don't know. I've never been like real slick like that. But, Can't walk you know, around with a belt like this in this mall. But you make small, uh, small was built in '98. You make eye contact and um, you look busy and I would look at their the belt basics. in shame. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, that's aw- I did but, not know. Yeah, that. and we sold that little thing. What was it some- called? Did it have a clever name? It just said belts <laughs> on it, and I wanted to name it like you belt your life or something like that. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but really, good. I only I worked one day a week doing that, and Amy worked two, and all the other days we would just work on our house. And all this is while Cinema Monster is happening. Cinema Monster is also going on at the Grapevine Mills Mall. There's yeah. a watch kiosk too that's in the family. Uh huh. We have the Gainesville one, the Vista Ridge one's going. Yeah. And then I would fly up to Chicago and check in on my uncle, make sure. He's putting water in the proofer and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> yeah. family business. Just kind of hustling, I guess. Yeah. But it's cool. Cause it was all, it was all family. Well, you know? family and friends, you know, it was like tight knit. It's is what it sounded like. Cause it's you and your wife. Yeah. And, then, and, and you know, yeah. Oh. And my, my uh, dad too, you yeah. know, my parents uh-huh. and then I'm the oldest of five and yeah. all those kiosks that you see, uh, there's some really, uh, popular well-established outlet malls in florida and there was this one guy that i met and he had kind of started all that yeah so he would come to cinemonster all the time at grapevine mills mall i even forget his last name now but his first name was scott and we ended up being really good friends (laughs) and he was like uh i remember he just said joey i i don't think i want to stay here but i'll i'll sell you some of these kiosks and they they're killer. You can make way more money, and they're way easier. So I remember just going to a couple lunches with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And How went, old were you when you were, like, slinging? Doing the, all that? Yeah, the kiosk business. Let me see. Amy and I were married, and I don't know, like, 2000, probably like 25, That's 26. I was an idiot when I was 25. You seem like you had it kind of together. Well, I mean, I'm still kind of an idiot, yeah, but, yeah. I, but I've always been... I've never had a job. That's pretty job bold, though. You know, like that's pretty. Is like, it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, probably because you had come from that world. You're like someone had taken you under their wing a little early and kind of shown you and you were just kind of. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast right now. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Back off, mom. Back off. Anyways, but like, so you had someone take you under their wing kind of early. So you were comfortable in that domain. You were just comfortable. I don't know if I'm comfortable, but I don't think I knew any better. And I really do. I still believe that. um, I really love the idea of creating something. Yeah. And it, it is, it is more difficult than I thought to really fully create a concept that kind of has life and that has procedures in place. That is that full, uh, Full concept. Yeah. I think that I've always been really good at running like giant lemonade stands. Uh-huh. And it, the thing, the downfall with that is, is like when you're not there. Yeah. That's when the lemonade stand kind of. 
falls apart. Falls yeah. apart yeah. a little bit. And so what I'm really um, just intrigued by right now is those concepts and those places that maybe have a few of them, like a few restaurants or a few, and you still really love them and they're not lacking personality or culture. Mm-hmm. And how they, how did they do that? Yeah. And so, and, and do you want to do that? Yeah. I mean, even specific to Jupiter House, is the dream for Jupiter House just to make this the most killer place on the whole planet and just have there be one? Or could there be five of them? Yeah. Does that water it down? I like, I always think of uh, like the Papa Do's restaurants, the Papa's families. I love them. Like, I think that they're killing it. I can't believe yeah, they how they know well, how to do it. They yeah. just know. Yeah. And every time you go to one, man, the plants are beautiful. The service is. Mm-hmm. exceptional the food is and and i'm just in Houston, awe. houston's is like that too for me have you sure. been to a, yeah yeah so and and i don't think there's anything wrong like people are like don't you hate starbucks i'm like are you kidding me yeah i don't hate starbucks because oh it's the man it's the ty- tyrannical patriarchy you know that <laughs> sure and i'm not saying that yeah i love starbucks i'm like it's a thing. You mean am I jealous? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, like I'm trying to figure out what do you? They're such a like. No, like they worked really hard. Yeah. They figured out this stuff that is actually pretty difficult. I mean, every day that somebody wanted, yeah, and, and they paid wanted, money for. Yeah, and they, uh, and they had a a dream, and they went hard at it. And you want yeah. to talk about making some gutsy moves? I mean, yeah. So, well, ha- so how did you so? I'll tell you how I first found out about Jupiter House. I was doing construction on a little uh, concert venue that wasn't open yet called Haley's off of Mulberry Street. And uh, little and there was nothing downtown. There was no coffee shop. Right. And uh, Jupiter House opened up in the, the first location. And uh, we wandered over there. And it was kind of like Karma Cafe. Sure. Like a non-smoky... Karma Cafe, and well, we met Brandon, who owned it at the time. How did you get involved with buying that? You're familiar with buying businesses at this point, because sure, because he ran it for a couple of years. He, yeah, he had it for a year uh-huh. in that in the Lottie Da space. Yeah, and then he moved it over to where T and Sons was. He moved it. That's Correct. right. He moved it, and then right, and he had it probably he had it there. I think a little. I bet you eight months, something like that. Okay, so. <laughs> Even all that's a crazy story because uh, so, so Amy and I, we had flipped some houses. Uh, there's kind of a lot. I was just going to flip houses. Amy and I both had our real estate license at that time. And then um, we bought a house out at Lake Kiowa again on the golf course. And I didn't, I don't, I think I was a little bit cocky about uh, what I was going to do to this house. I got very overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, probably didn't buy it right. Well, there was a little bit of a economic bust that happened around that time, too. There was, too, but yeah. I wouldn't blame any of what right. happened to me on yeah. that. I think that, I mean, I definitely got out of, learned your, a ton. Yeah. I did. I, I got very over-leveraged. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I think, so the house that we, we had a house over on uh, in Idiot's Hill area there on Crestwood that we had just got done, it was beautiful. I mean, it was like our dream house and the one out at Kiowa wasn't selling. Yeah. And so we had to put a for sale sign in the one we were living in too. And I wish that I would have had a little bit of foresight there just to put a rent sign there or something. 
And of course, the one that we were living in sold in like two days because yeah. it was staged. And yeah, I mean, I I feel like we've always been pretty good at that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. You, we can sell you a, a party or a Kiosk. dream or, yeah. Belt. All, yeah, we can sell you a belt. <laughs> this is just one elaborate belt. Yeah. And so we moved out to Lake Kiowa in that house. And I think a lot of the stuff that we like how to stage a home, you're kind of selling a lifestyle that they think, you know? Yeah, an idea. So, yeah, yeah, an idea. Mm-hmm. And so while we were living at Lake Kiowa, uh, we, I think Amy and I were feeling a lot of like pressure just from just financial stuff. Maybe the real estate thing wasn't going as well. Um, we had even, it's crazy though to think about like Hurricane Wilma when it hit Mexico, like Amy and I were in Cancun and we were in a shelter, like not that f- oh my gosh. behind that. Yeah, we really, and that's a whole nother thing. So Amy and I, I feel like we've been through a lot of like really kind of trying yeah. things that like just, uh, <laughs> I don't, it's crazy to think about sometimes, like it's a little overwhelming to be honest. And so yeah. we sold, we staged that Lake Kiowa house and the people that bought it, they wanted to buy like all the stuff in it too. They're like, I want that chair wow. and that mirror and a, that mattress. I want your life. Yeah. Was, How much for your name, Joey? And so then <laughs> after that, we moved to the uh, Melrose Apartments. Yeah, downtown. Yeah, downtown. And That's cool. Yeah, it was cool, but it ended up, uh, Amy and I split up for a little bit. Yeah, and that happens. So I had no job. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm in a three-bedroom apartment at Melrose yeah, and Amy is, I think, living in uh, Carrollton, and I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And I was just kind of depressed, so I would walk up the hill listening to the Cure Wish album. Yeah, go buy a Cubano latte from Brandon and go yeah. sit there and listen to the whole album. And I just remember doing that, and I was like, I, I think I want to open up a coffee shop. So, where uh, across from. Greenhouse, can't uh, what's that? Loco, Loco, Loco. Ravelin used to be there. So probably at that time it was Ravelin. I bet. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out. Ravelin Bakery was where Loco was. So was it was kind of right next to that, though. It was. It had just been vacant for a long time, and I was going to turn that into a coffee shop right next to Ravelin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I bought a. I ordered a Cubano latte from one of the baristas at Jupiter House. And I remember she said, what are you going to do today? And I said, I guess I got to make a resume or something. And she really said, you should buy this place. <laughs> and I've never made a resume before. So that day I still, I went and made a resume. And two days later, I went down to Dallas to interview to get a job selling copiers. And I remember I was on time and had a tie. And the guy who was interviewing me uh, was late. And then... He had mustard all over his shirt. And I remember oh. just looking at him and I couldn't believe like that was my life right there. And I remember going out to my car and dude, I could barely hold it together. And then I went to this car dealership to sell used cars down in Dallas and pulled up there. And I still remember talking to the manager of the used car department and he kind of interrupted me. He goes, hey man, you you don't really want to work here, do you? And I remember I, I started kind of crying in his office going man i don't want to work (laughs) yeah and i i didn't yeah and i was just like 
I went, I was driving back up to Denton. Like you were kind of rock bottom at that moment. Dude, like, I really, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, I, and it's just very, I think a very arrogant way of going about like, I'm Joey, I'm whatever. And yeah. you're like, well, you had a bunch of like really early success and really early, yeah. early, like ownership of your life and everything. But I mean, part of life is that like something will come along that will knock you on your ass. Yeah, and we're and we're gonna get to that over. And over. Oh gosh, this is this is this is gonna be a good podcast. Um, so, but all that you know. So, so I you I can't went, avoid those things. You no, know, <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, um, and they either humble you or they like destroy you. You know, like those. Yeah, those are your only two options. You know, so. So I remember talking to Brandon, yeah. the owner of that, and. He was unhappy at that time. I mean, oh, he was having a hard time too. Yeah. I, I think his marriage was yeah. going down tubes and all that. And because I remember going in and, uh, uh, like, I would put cream in my coffee, and he would be like watching me, making sure I didn't put too much in there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I can pay you like a dollar for the amount of cream. Like, I'm, I don't want to be under the <laughs> the eye of the the. Anyways, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting place, but. So you kind of got him out of a bind, probably. Like, yeah, but shop, even you know? uh, buying Jupiter House, uh, that took a while. I mean, I so I approached him, and we were talking about a price, and he had his books were really jacked up, so I couldn't go find financing. Yeah. So oh. we had to like, he had to finance a lot of it. I mean, I bought the place on a napkin over at Hooligans, and Amy and I had kind of reconciled at that time. Yeah. And I still remember uh, telling Amy, like, I think I'm going to buy Jupiter House and how excited she was. And I, but I was like, I need a little bit of money. I mean, I didn't have any money and I swiped a credit card to get a little bit of cash. And then Amy's parents, this is still amazing to me. I mean, they pulled some money out of their retirement to kind of put a down payment down. Wow. And so Amy's parents, they still own 20% of Jupiter House. Yeah. And, I I still can't believe that they did that. I mean, yeah, they had faith I, in you. They I think they had yeah, they knew Amy and I would work hard, but also it's it was a good chunk of money to to do that, you know, when you've just been kind of grinding your whole life like Amy's dad worked for FedEx and UPS and Amy's mom worked at the bank. It takes yeah. a while to save up some money. Yeah. But Amy and I so when we finally did buy it, I mean, that took a while to make that happen. Brandon could yeah. be difficult to work with sometimes, and I'm sure I am too. But uh, there were moments where the deal was dead, and then I'm going to open up my own, and I'm going to try to knock you out of business. I'm so pissed off at him. And then, yeah. then we kind of make it all work out. And then it was open 24 hours at that day. Amy quit her job. We moved above Lottie Da, and, and we worked the overnight shifts, and we were surviving on tips for a long time, oh. just trying to pay kind of things. And... We didn't have kids. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of hard work, too, but it was a lot of fun. What year was and that? Like, was it? Uh, when we, 2007. Okay, 2007. Yep. So we've had it 12 years. Yeah. Wow. It is. It's crazy. But so then you, then we backed the hours off to like, I think it was two in the morning, then midnight. Because <laughs> yeah. I think the first thing we were worried about is just how people were going to I don't know, receive us as the new owners of this sacred institution. And so we're just, we were really quiet at first. Yeah. 
And I feel like almost sometimes we were a little too quiet because we'd let the employees walk over all over us a little bit, you know, and everybody's like, are you going to change the coffee? What are you going to do different? And the place needed to be cleaned a ton. Yeah. So Amy and I just really strategically started throwing something away every shift and cleaning. Mm-hmm. And so they'd be like, this, this place is looking really nice. What are you doing? And we're like, we're just getting rid of junk. Yeah. And- well, yeah, it was kind of nice. Uh, like I remember having a discussion about where did all the weird couches go? <laughs> and Totally. And that, was, were- that was a big deal. Like that hurt somebody's feelings, I'm sure. But you know what? 98.9% of the people who go in there knew that it was better. Oh, and, you know? it, but and just I, knew and felt it, you know? But I also understood where they were coming from. I mean, those the coffee shop, they're always saying it's your yeah. third home. Yeah. So it's like you're at home or you're at work or you yeah. find that third place. And that's yeah. like this Starbucks book that I read. So you had to be really careful about that, too. And they're like, who are these people? And what are they doing with our third home? Yeah. And so, but sort of like you buy a coffee shop and do whatever you want with it. <laughs> and you can, but yeah. you don't want to say that. Yeah. If the end goal is shared by everybody, which is to have a yeah. profitable business and this create this great place, you don't say things like, yeah. There might be times you want you, to. Yeah. You think it, but not, but not in, wise to say. No, it's not wise to say. Yeah. And then Amy and I just really got to know everybody. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're seeing. Amy have Royal yeah. and throwing up, buying us a stroller. So you had kids. Yeah. And then we had kids and all of a sudden you're on holiday lighting and you have kids. That's right. You I, got like super involved in the community. And I don't even know how all that starts to happen. Yeah. Uh, just anybody listening out there, just be careful. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no. What was the first thing somebody was like, hey, we really, man, your input or your. I think the first thing was the Greater Denton Arts Council. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure who got me on that? Frenchie. I don't even I don't even know if I was friends with Frenchie yet. Maybe not. So then you're on the Greater Denton Arts Council. Then you're on holiday lighting. Yeah. Then you own a business. Then you're in Rotary. Then you're I don't even know all the th- you know what I'm talking about. Yep. I can't even <laughs> list it. Yep. I really I cannot even list all the thing. It is such a blur. Yeah. Um, and it's great. It's awesome, yeah. But I just, uh, and then, I, I don't know, then all of a sudden you're on city council? What? Yeah. And really, that's how it happens. Yeah. I don't know. And the then people you're, are threatening your business. <laughs> yeah, and then you're, they're tr- trying to recall you, and then you're, then you're chairing the finance audit committee and, and well, how committee you, on the environment. Let's, let's talk about you on council for a little bit, because you were an endearing candidate that everyone liked. I mean, you're a very likable person. Thank you. And, and that's why, I mean, everyone voted for you overwhelmingly every time you ran. Um, but what, what was the experience like at a pretty jacked up time for our city at a very, I mean, there were, there were schisms that we will not overcome for another decade that happened during that, that time. Like, how are you kind of, how would you process that right now? Like, what's your story? Uh, well, um, I think I, that, that's a big question. Well, know. I do think that I had a being a small business owner. Yeah, I do. I and having kids, you know, and of course living here in Denton in a suburb, whatever. That point of view, I think, was needed. 
on council. You're exactly the type of person we want on there. Exactly. So, because I feel like- You're invested, you have I'm, a stake. I think if, the thing is you're invested in yeah. a different way than just maybe some other people. So it's just kind of like you can't, and I'd been very involved before. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, on lots of different levels. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that I was a good candidate for that. Uh, it's just, if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have got on a committee or something at City Hall just to learn, just to learn even how to navigate on the iPad. You know what I mean? Just like uh, right, yeah. just some basics, things like that. Because it kind of, like I had done stu student government, and yeah. I thought, that'll translate. Like, what? <laughs> You felt a little fish out of water. Oh, big time. And yeah, I remember policy. even just going and getting my picture taken at Walter Eagleton's office. Yeah. And I there was a cable there and I got down off the chair and tripped over the cable and I really did I I broke my foot. So I had a cast on. I didn't know how to use <laughs> Legistar. Yeah. And so I had all these books and I'm the only new council member there. Yeah. Because Kevin was, everybody else had just won, so I was the only one changing. Chris had just rolled, he was rolling off. Yeah. And so everybody in the room was looking at me, and I was kind of a little late just because I had a broken foot, and I was trying to carry all the books. Mm -hmm. And I still remember walking into that, uh, the work session room at like one, and everybody's in suits, and they all have, they all look like they're the smartest people on the whole planet. Like Menza meetings are even below them. <laughs> and it's just like, I walk in and dude, I was like, what have I done? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Joey, like this is real. We oh, have, yeah. we're approaching a billion dollar budget if you include DME and all that. Yeah. And it's, you've entered a arena where like the lions will eat you. But I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a blood sport. I didn't know, but I really, I had no idea. And yeah. I had a few people tell me kind of, but Glenn, Man. seriously, I did not know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. It is crazy. So then you're just trying, and then you're trying to navigate through the the agenda. Like, like all the phone calls you get, just like, how do yeah. you know who's like, if it's legitimate or this person is the squeaky wheel or just even like. Going through all that communication. That's exactly right. Yeah. Your filter, you have yeah. for stuff coming at you or even, so then yeah. you're so, uh, you want to make sure everything is worded properly. You don't want to offend anybody. You yeah. don't, but Gotta I. Be very careful. Yeah, yeah. But I went too far trying to be careful thinking like that. I remember looking at Kevin across the way, just being like, man, I love how confident he is and how articulate he is. And he just seems so comfortable in his own skin representing that district and being at the meeting. And I was just like, oh my gosh, when am I going to get comfortable? When am I going to feel relaxed? When am I just going to be me? Did you ever grow into it? Yeah, but it takes, it. I did, but it really, I feel like it almost took me like a year or two. Yeah. You know, by the time I walked off, I think that's the shame of that is like, I finally, I liked who I was being on council. Yeah. And I, I really did. I knew the things that I was good at and what I wasn't maybe that good at. 
a lot of times too, when you're try- when you get that agenda on um, Friday afternoon, everything was new to me. So there was so much just reading and homework that you had to do. When everybody else, when they got their agenda, they had been there from the origins of all of that stuff. Yeah. So they kind of they already knew it. Yeah. You know, and that's what was so is just to get caught up. Yeah. And not even know how kind of things work or like EDP approved that. And I need to, I, what are those minutes? And I'm checking out, you know, it all, like, I didn't know. Yeah. You got to educate yourself. Totally. Like, and yeah. then like, now we're meeting on Monday too. Why yeah. are we meeting on Monday? Yeah. And then we had a special called meeting and then what subcommittees are going to be on or, well, I'll be on airport, you know, and I'll be on. I like planes. I like planes. Yeah, exactly. And then, so then you're out at the airport, then you're at the air show. Then they're like, Hey, the mayor can't read this proclamation. Can you do it? And you're like, Sure. And then in elementary schools at City Hall and uh, Mayor Pro Tem can't uh, do this. Can you do it? And and wow. then yeah. And then you haven't been home in a while. And wow. And you're yeah. It's it's cra- crazy. And it is. It, it really is. Well, I think you have a a legacy to be proud of. Um, you got some pretty big bricks thrown at your head, and you dodged them. <laughs> that's probably the best. You know, and I, that's a. I mean, in a blood sport, I mean, that's, that's, you walked away with your head high being who you are and that's, that's commendable. So thanks, man. Yeah. And in retrospect, uh, it's so funny because I just remember the, I remember certain images of you because that was kind of around the time I was like, oh man, if Joey can do it, man, I think I could do this. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I actually, I know. Like you inspired like me to put my neck out there and, and that's awesome and see what i could do so um and you know yeah that's really you were a really good example to me so that was awesome to see but well and i mean i still i i truly loved it yeah it's great and what a what a unique place and i know that it's changing and all that and whatever but man i just i loved it and that was really cool just representing denton and telling people you're from denton texas when you were in DC stomping for yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's and cool. It, it was. Sitting in the office talking with the people. Yeah. It was great. And yeah. then you start realizing, like, these are all just people. Yeah. You know, it, it starts like when you just get a look behind the curtain, kind of like that. Yeah. It, that will be the biggest gift to me, like, I will forever. I mean, 20 years from now, I'll be able to say, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. There's an underground little train that co- takes you to the Capitol. And I, I, you know what I mean? And you kind of know how government starts to work. And uh, it's just, a, it's amazing. People are people. Yeah. Pe- they really Everywhere. are. Yeah. 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 No, I feel that way about music because when I, I was, you know, making my living through music, and I, I, when I listen to music today, I think of, man, that's a dude that, you know, gets woken up at 3 a.m. because he's got to piss, you know? Like, that that's exactly what I think of. That's exactly it? right. People are people. Like, they just happen to be in this arena right now and and doing their thing, so. Well, I always think, too, it's, I'm, I don't know, if they have a lot of money, great, uh, yeah. successful business person, every meal is lobster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. When all they're <laughs> dying for is that, thing that their mom made when it was snowy outside yeah 
you know, goulash yeah, or yeah. Uh, oatmeal, but yeah. how my mom made it. Right. It's, I think that's crazy. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm 44 and I'm just, uh, I'm starting to just realize all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Well, let's, uh, so I do want to know, like, did you interview my wife? yourself when you hired her for jupiter house i think amy hired Did her. amy okay but i don't really remember uh you're it's just always... like one day she was just there smiling totally <laughs> just running <laughs> shit she, she's awesome so she came from starbucks and she uh and we've had a, a uh probably at 10 awesome. overall starbucks employees yeah. and how they train up their people is Le- great yeah legit it is and i don't i don't feel like i'm still the best trainer because i'm always the person that's move yeah i'll do it yeah but no Alyssa was a great part of jupiter house yeah she was she would remember names drinks yeah. she's just kind of the right level of very personal bossy. too <laughs> yes but she just yeah. she's Until really I got she, to know her she was like just good conversationalist she'd know? be a great business owner yeah she's awesome yeah um well so take us to i mean we get this is a big subject and there's a lot going on here but take us to the day after christmas uh when like what happened sure like to bring us to that point what so, was going on uh december 26th 2017 uh, just get a phone call from our manager at like 5 a.m. saying, uh, I think Jupiter House is on fire from Sarah, and she's crying. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, what? I mean. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I think what's really difficult about all that, four months prior to that, we had just remodeled anyway. So we borrowed money from the bank to do all that. Oh, that's right. So oh. I think that's the thing that throughout all of this <coughs> – and that is the most difficult for me to accept is you still owe that money. Yeah. I mean, insurance does come in in ways, but you got to make sure that you know your policy and you're covered to levels that you want to be. And um, so it was the antique mall that was actually on fire. So I had never been through anything like that before, but smoke and water damage you kind of think that you're going to wipe down walls and just clean the floor and all that. And it's not like that, especially in an old space. There was, I guess, but it's 4 a.m. You run, you hop in your car and you come downtown. So 5 a.m. I, 5 a.m. I answer. I think what I was just so shocked and that Christmas season had been so busy. Amy and I really had written down even in our daytimers, like watch movies with the kids, stay in your pajamas. Oh man. Because we had to do it, like, because everything had just, you you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. gotta go here, gotta go here, yeah. got, and you're almost ready for it all just to be over. Yeah. So I, I went to the kitchen, and I just got, like, some cookies and stuff, and went back to bed, and we were watching it on the news. And for 10 minutes, I just sat there. Amy and I were just staring at the TV, and I was like, I gotta go there. Like, I don't know what happened. I didn't believe it. And you drive up. And it looks like you're really on the scene, on, on the set of like a, a movie or something. Yeah. There was about three people standing on the courthouse lawn. I knew two of them. There were a total of five hoses spraying down just spaces. So like there was one 
on the front and then four on the top of the antique mall. When you got there, were there still flames? There were still giant flames. It was just like... Giant flames. I mean, that you could feel the heat from... It was heating up the whole square. It's like a bonfire. And then, yeah. And then the back door of Jupiter House was open and there was about a foot and a half foot of water. It just looked like a river was just gushing out the back door. Oh, wow. Because all the water they're spraying in was going somewhere. And they were trying to make sure the other buildings weren't going to catch fire, too. So they're kind of soaking down yours. The t- yeah, okay. Okay. Got it. So then being on council and that sort of, like, I knew a lot of the firefighters and that. So then they, I was able to go inside the space with one of the firefighters, maybe yeah. 45 minutes an hour after I got there. And at that point, we even made a video of it. I remember that video. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Amy and I just checked it a week ago. It's been viewed like 220,000 times now. Yeah, that's more than the population of Denton. It's insane. (laughs) And I still, in the video, you can hear me saying, this isn't that bad. Really, I'm saying that. Like, they had, the firefighters had to go through the ceiling to make sure the fire hadn't um, penetrated that firewall up there. Yeah, they poked a hole. They poked a, and it was, so I'm turning off. Turing through it, and I'm yeah. like, we'll be open in a couple weeks. we got to dry stuff out. We're going to wipe things down. It's going to be okay. And then things like insurance, and then somebody says something about, well, there's high levels of asbestos a lot of times in these old buildings, and fire is the number one cause that disrupts it. Yeah. I mean, smoke is, you know. Yeah. So then you start realizing, and then it's kind of like this hazardous situation. Yeah. It was. And, a, I mean, it's like a water cascading waterfall of of problems. It yeah. and you don't know. So yeah. even uh, we had the Jupiter House crew over to the house maybe a couple days after that or the day after that. Yeah, I'm like, guys, I think it's just gonna be like a couple weeks and we'll be back on track. And then Amy and I even like we paid payroll like out of our own account, like doing all that. Then. You're signing things with like uh, ProServe or ServePro. I always mix those up for cleaning stuff and insurance is calling you and you just don't. And then you're just (laughs) looking at your space and it's all blocked off and fire trucks are there. The power's off. Tons of things like that. Yeah. And then Amy and I finally, we retrieved the DVR from the space and we check it and we can tell the exact time when... The f- so there's a bartender, I believe, I forget his name, but he's in Midlake and he's working at Pascal's and he, he walks down the sidewalk and our cameras pick it up and it's like five minutes later, the glass from the antique mall blows and you can see it. And you can see as the yellow lights are, f- are flickering from Locust and uh, I for- um, Oak. An oak right there. Uh-huh. Whenever the yellow light flashes, you can see on the sidewalk the shadow from the fire, how it's starting to get bigger and bigger. So it's barely anything, and then it will flash and flash. It looks like the coolest effect, like in a movie. And I can show oh, you all that's this. Crazy. So then it starts going crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And, and this then, is before anyone even. This is before anybody knows any fire truck, anything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you just see like the glass just explode. 
Oh my gosh. And then you see Jupiter House. We have three cameras on the inside. The space fills up with smoke in like three minutes. Oh my god! You can see like when the first cop car comes up. Yeah. Then you can see the firefighters come up and they're like messing with the lock and they're even how they talk to each other because it's so loud and all the water they have a kind of a way of communicating with each other. Wow. And you can watch the whole thing. And Amy and I have our neighbors over and we're watching it all in real time and we both are just bawling our eyes out. I mean, <laughs> we, you can't. Oh, it's my in, gosh. It's insane. So we, we edited the thing. So it, oh. we speed up the, and you can really, every moment when it just fills in and. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you're watching everything you've built. That I don't even. Fall apart. Even all the muscle memory that you develop in certain spaces we hadn't even been in that remodeled space long enough to develop that yeah so amy and i really struggle even remembering what that remodel felt like yeah what it was what it was yeah, because which... it just it's kind of september one we opened mm. then september you know october november it's christmas and then it's man it's gone that's tough it's so i don't Oh man, I cannot, I'm having trouble being there. So I was trying to, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, when somebody close to you passes away and you happen to be the one who has to like plan the funeral and plan all the events and take care of the things, yeah. you're kind of okay because you don't have to like deal with your feelings yet and yeah. everybody else, and then everybody kind of leaves after all that and then you're kind of like... That's, I feel like that's what happened with Amy and I. Yeah. Well, probably the best thing that you can learn or not learn, but one of the, one of the best parts of adversity that I've seen out of humans is the ability to keep it together and be strong for the people around you when stuff like that comes. Like that's probably the, that, cause that's better than not. You know, like that's a, that's a really big thing and a really big part of life. Cause life comes at you and lays, you will lay you flat multiple times. Some people more, you know? Um, but, and I think the only thing we can hope for is to be the type of people in our circles that people can look to and say, like, because they're okay right now, we're okay. You know? And I think that's kind of what, that's where you were at in those early days. Like, you had a goal, you were putting it together, you know, we'll be done in here in a week. But then probably the further you got from that point was when, and sitting there like watching the video with your neighbors, like that's when it, the reality hits. And now it's like, how do we rebuild? Like, yeah. Or do you want to? Or do you want to? Do you want yeah. to? And what was that decision process like? I mean, how did you come up with what we see now? Like where did, where'd that come from? Um, I was on Denton radio and I hadn't really thought about it. There's no uh, pretty answer to that other than we just kind of kept showing up because really if there was a video on me throughout this whole process, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd be, I'd be proud at times, but I'd also be saddened or I don't think I'd be ashamed, <laughs> but the, <laughs> yeah. The only thing Amy and I did was we just kept showing up. I don't I don't know yeah. what else man to say. 
because you don't know if you even feel like doing it anymore. I mean, you just yeah. remodeled. You just, yeah, we still had hoochies. You know, we had Royals open. Um, where I was trying to do things like we had that tug of war event. To try to raise money, like tip money for the baristas, and it was that a lot one, of fun. It was, and it and it went really well, really well, yeah, and it's ridiculously fun. It was, and that's kind of, and that's an event I want to do over on Industrial for St. Patty's Day. Just turning in this big St. Patty's Day tug of war event, like the Industrial Street Park, just the Industrial Street, yeah, and have build like a platform there, uh-huh. and just have like ten people teams in a group weigh in and a yeah. couple people commentating and you dress up due to for saint patty's day it would kill anyway yeah. anyways we'll work on that later i really I do want to be involved in that that's awesome it would it would be <laughs> fun and it'd be relative but uh yeah i mean so you you go through the whole process and the decision making and part of that decision making was sh- uh shutting down royals off of well royals lease was going to be up uh, January of this year. Yeah. And the landlord had approached us. We just have this tenant that is willing to sign this longer lease. And we just kind of came to an agreement, you know, and we were trying to, if we were going to open up Jupiter house, kind of combine the two concepts. Consolidate. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's where that decision-making process came from too. Yeah. The bagel shop had been there, I think six years. And before that, I think it was, a, a Jupiter house for two or three years. Yeah, I remember that. It was yeah. like desserts. Yeah, we did like a lot of chocolate stuff. And, yeah, but it just—it was always a kind of a funky location, and yeah. I don't—I've never been like the best at site location, you know. Yeah. And leave that to us. Yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So you uh, you went through the this whole design process also, like that's even, what, that's what I love about the new Jupiter house is the on the second floor all those ideas on the wall yeah i think that is so cool because you can see elements that were added and uh you know a lot of crazy ideas that obviously weren't but you can like kind of see like what the inspiration for what you're standing in right there sure is and what a cool how did that come about that was like a contest well it was a very accidental thing how that happened too. the perf- the professor of this graduate design class was working at Kirkpatrick architecture firm here in Denton and said, what, wouldn't it be cool if somehow my class got involved? And so what their, um, their final project for that year was to take Jupiter house from demolition to the doors opening and just, uh, showing us what they thought it could be. Yeah. I mean, a full concept from design ideas to how food would come out of the kitchen yeah. to lots of things like that. So, this one day, Amy and I went to UNT and we saw 38 separate 10-minute <laughs> presentations yeah. of what they thought Jupiter House could be. And it was exhausting and awesome. That must have given you some like really good positive energy, though. It did. And I think it just helped that... I mean, there were when you're kind of in those, those valleys or those low times... You are you question a lot of things, and you're one of the things I was questioning is just like, I, is this even really important to open again? Yeah, you know. And I think for some many for reasons still sometimes that I don't understand, I think that it is important that we open again. And yeah, well, totally because you the option that makes probably makes the most sense 
is all right, let's lick our wounds. Let's put, let's go, let's do, let's expand hoochies. Let's open another hoochie somewhere. Let's, let's do something else. You know, like that would, that would have been the easier thing to do, I think. Probably. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> but this was the harder thing to do, clearly. Yeah. I think. And it, it was. This was very difficult to do. And then to really just go s- sit in a room and start over with a box. I mean, it was a gift. Two, that we got to do that. Amy and I have never really got to design something yeah. all the way from scratch. But you got this, a clean slate. I mean, you, this but, is literally the story of like the Phoenix, right? This is yes. like rising from the ashes. It is. A better version of what you thought was great comes about. You didn't even think you could do better than... I want an insane gift to get, but yeah. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Oh, but it's horrible. You've got it, to set it, yourself on fire and burn to ashes before you can you do, do that. Yeah. And then Amy and I, like, we had just moved into another house, and we were trying to flip it. Like, yeah. really, I just gut, we gutted the master bedroom and bath. It's still not done. Yeah. Because, like this. <laughs> if there's, a, like, a wing of our house that is just, like, yeah. not because of this. And these, I know these are first world problems, but it's just how things just took a total different trajectory. Is that how you say that? Yeah. A different path than what you thought you're going to be doing. And I'm so, I can't believe how that place looks. I mean, closing Royals down in October, that was even a tough thing. And we took all the wood that made all those, the booths and that, and put it in the driveway. And then Amy and I were getting nails out of wood and then turning those into the right size tiles so we could do this herringbone pattern. Yeah. Or these wire racks that my dad had made for... That space, now they're hanging up at Jupiter House, yeah. and it looks like they were custom-made there. Yeah. And uh, all those pictures from that design class, or there's a piece of furniture on the north wall that has been downstairs at Jupiter House for like 80 years <laughs> that we painted and repaired yeah. and put some bowling lane on, and it's sitting there, and it's it's beautiful. Man, one of my, one of my best memories uh, over the past year is being downtown, keeping my eye on the space, and then walking by, seeing you in there, and like poking my head in, and like just checking in, what's going on, man? You know, like, and, and I've pre- seen and seeing it kind of grow and build, and like the different people that were in there, and then like people are kind of getting excited about it being open. There was this escalation of like, we have this like physical space that is an expression of the Joey and Amy story, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, and I appreciate you doing that because I don't think that I was the most pleasant person to come visit during that time. I, I think I really did retreat. I think I was. I had a lot of like uh, anger or sadness that wasn't directed in the proper way. So I think I was even maybe I was mad at Denton or something. And why would you be mad at a? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I'm just trying to like talk through all of it. Like, no, that makes sense. I mean, like you have you've been hurt in a major way, and it's almost like, but betrayal. But like life is betray. Like life has betrayed you by this random horrific event that's happened. And I think that's a lot of people. Like when people really get laid low and and made angry and stay bitter, it's because they're blaming existence itself or being itself. Like. And that's the everybody I think has that voice inside them that says, like, 
you know, you, it, this isn't your fault. You're, you're just, uh, you know, you're the victim here, you know, like, and everyone has, that's what you fight inside you, you know? And I think to, to face that and to overcome that takes like, there, there needs to be some sort of expression of anger there, I think. Right. Like you have to, you got to fight that voice in a certain way. And two, to be, I mean, being on city council, emceeing many things, just kind of always being out there. Yeah. And then... Super exposed. Super exposed. And I enjoyed all those things. I really did. I mean, there are times you get worn out, but I love doing that stuff. I mean, I've done a number of those things with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and Jill (laughs) and... um, and I miss everybody, and I just don't know. I don't think you even realize how depressed or sad you are. Yeah. And then it yeah. kind of becomes easier and easier to, mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just to isolate yourself. Yeah. And so I think even. But there's also, there's a season for that. I mean, there's a season for saying, I've given, I'm, I've, I've, I've given to everybody else for enough. Now it's. Now it's time for me to build the, the the one thing I'm responsible for in this life, which is me, my my family, my kids. Like you gotta you gotta come to home base, yeah, and build that up because I mean, in your instance, and this is this is what I find so inspiring about your story is like the thing that you built literally burned down, <laughs> you know, and you had to retreat into the the home base to put that back together. And that, like, there's, I don't think there's any fault that anyone can put on you for retreating to home base to build your what, castle back, you know? But what's difficult about that, my home base my, sounds like is my brother is, and yeah, my yeah. dad are kind of like my best friends. Yeah. But my Bobby, Mary, my two nieces and my parents, they yeah. moved back up to Colorado a week before the fire. Oh gosh, that's so right. it was that's like r- oh. it was I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know who who to go to or any of that. Yeah. So uh I <laughs> just all that being it's it's crazy to even say it out loud. Um I don't know. You're just trying to wake up and just navigate through that day. Take the next step. Whatever that is. Yeah, man. So. That is brutal. That's brutal. But all that being said, I mean, we're. But it's open now and it's freaking awesome. And the way you opened it, I got to say, I see a lot of restaurants open. I see a lot of places open for business. And I know when someone's done it right. And I know when someone's done it wrong. And there's a big difference between those two things and man the way you opened was so cool like i loved the we're gonna open for three hours we're gonna tease it we don't gotta be open like we're not desperate for people to be in you know like you teased it in a quality way and every time you were open i had to go in that's awesome and i th- and i think like the word spread that like it, like if you remember we had that little pre-party mm-hmm. with the the i call them the curmudgeons but they're really great folks but the they have their table you know that they sit there it's a bunch of judges and ex-mayors ex and all that stuff but they had the little pre-party and man we were just crying and hugging and like i uh i took that picture yeah and posted it not even thinking like people were like pissed at me that it wasn't Dude, open people yet. were mad at me people were pissed they're like, like you open and you didn't tell me <laughs> I'm like, we are not open. I didn't even think of it. I was just like 
so proud so just like on top of the world like seeing what you've done i didn't even think about that but i mean that's a testament to like the way you opened was just so on your own freaking terms man and i loved it and it was i think i think the word of mouth is great like you never you never slowed down you never like you never uh i don't know what what word i'm trying to say but you never put out something that wasn't your best freaking foot forward and and that's what i love about rising from the ashes for you because it's it's your own thing it's the joey amy story it's the expression of what that is and it's on your own terms i just i loved it it was awesome thanks yeah we we didn't know what to do we kind of just came up with that and we just called it pop-up parties yeah and i was just i mean people are even upset still right now that we're not open till midnight and we're open 6.30 to 6.30, and we've been Let just be busy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, I, as soon as we're ready, I will. But I, yeah. And I even want us to be better than we are right now. It's like when people are pissed off that they sold out of the iPhone. It's yeah. like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. be pissed off. <laughs> but we've had, we've had to learn a lot, and we're getting better every day, too. Yeah. And I... Uh, do you feel out of the woods on it at all? Do you feel relieved, or do you feel like you're you're uh yeah no i a mean a better version of who you were or anything like that do you feel how do you feel now i feel like i'm just a different version i feel i do feel <laughs> humbled i i do and yeah. i i want to and but also glenn i'm so hungry to be good at this i don't want to just be okay anymore yeah i want to absolutely destroy this yeah. And if I and if I can't, I'm not going to do it anymore. Crush it. No, I'm I I really am. And that means from the back office to the front. Yeah. Um there's a restaurant down in Galveston that is just it's heaven on earth. It's Rudy and Paco's. And whenever I go down there, I talk to him. Um I'm just really inspired by some of those places and I just want everybody who works there to really buy in and just really I I want to be so freaking good at this that uh, I think that's what I I am excited about now. I yeah. used to kind of think I was good, maybe. Yeah. And now I th- I think I'm okay, but I know every day like we're getting better at it. Not even just like being profitable, but really turning out a great product and cleanliness and how people need to be treated and how to be really like original and authentic and not not feel like fake or you know all that and just when you're in there i mean even the the concert posters and i want people just to know there's a lot of thought being put behind all of this and just the story and yeah and uh i don't know i mean it <laughs> that it, that shop truly is amy and i now how you yeah. said that before and yeah. uh it feels like it. You walk in, and if you know anything about Joey Hawkins and Amy, you feel it when cool. you walk in. So, man, you're a man on a mission. And I, <laughs> so the podcast is called The Big Deal with Glenn Ferris. And the whole question is like, what's the biggest deal that you've ever like been a part of? But I kind of feel like we, I didn't need to ask that question because that was, it must have been uh, deciding. Or, it is, but not to, not to, uh, change the conversation the 
the biggest thing I've been a part of is really being married to Amy. Yeah. I mean, really, because I can tell you a number of things, like even going through that hurricane or seeing, um, and this was this was tough on Amy and I too. Yeah, just the two of us being together, and and I'm not trying to just say all this. <laughs> Where you're going to screw up every podcast after this? Because yeah. now, if no, if someone doesn't say <laughs> no, but well, then everybody should say it. <laughs> the, if everybody knew all of the, I mean, Amy and I have opened up a furniture store called Soul Possessions that failed after a year. We have flipped six houses. We've had a belt kiosk. We've had um, cinema monsters. We have. Um, I. It, I can't even. I have silkscreen T-shirts. Sold them out of my backpack. Amy has been a nurse. She went and got a job at Don Mechanic. She, Amy has been to India for this furniture wholesale job and picked out furniture. Um, we. I don't even. It's exhausting. <laughs> you got to write a book at some point. Well, I don't. I'm just. I think that would actually be really. I are you a writer? No, you I'm, don't write at all, or I, what's your if, hobby? If somebody could help me, my hobby, I, yeah. what's your I hobby? don't know. I I really love to draw. Yeah, um, I love music. You still draw? Oh yeah, I still draw. My kids draw. We had love to draw together. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's cool. Yeah, I, 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 I doodle, but um, you're into music? Yeah, I'm totally into music. I. One of my dreams is always like if you could have had sub pop records like back early, early, <laughs> you know, yeah. or um, there's a radio station in Seattle called KEXP. Yeah. And Amy yep. and I, we've been there now. And yeah. like John Richards, he's this morning host. And he, I feel like we are, we just are kindred oh, spirits. Man. And I just, um, I love like entertaining um, yeah. people and throwing, yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I don't know. I don't know what my hobbies are. You were a fascinating character, Joe. And I feel like this is what I love about doing this is that, like, I know you. Yeah. I've known you for years. You know me. But, I mean, I feel like I've learned so much about the essence of Joey. And, what, like, really? I've, I've learned a lot about you through this. So, that it's, this is awesome for me. hope it's awesome for you. No, it is. <laughs> no, this is fun. I mean, I think, Glenn, you, I think you know me. I'm pretty. Yeah. Like, we like to be funny, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. we think we're funny and yeah. all that. Oh, and we didn't even talk about our back end angle parking video, which is dude, the biggest thing I've ever done. But you like we can <laughs> I think what's cool is like we can bounce ideas off of each other and I don't think anybody's ever got their ego no. in the way or anything yeah, like that. Still have fun with the world. Kind of. Yeah. But we also know that there's an end product that we have to get to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh I dig all that. We like might, there's we, some work to it. We might have some stuff up our sleeve. I think so. Maybe. Cool. But this has been awesome. Joey, this has been really great. Thanks cool. for coming by. Sure, man. Well, that got a little emotional. Man, I love that guy. I love that guy. I love that family. I love the coffee shop. And, man, I love doing this. This is so much fun for me. I uh, hope you can tell. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and all that stuff. Tell your friends, and we will see you next time. 